0: Yo, this fucking trade between Chicago, Toronto, and Vegas is...
1: Fuck that hello, everyone. Welcome back to the broken bandwagon. I'm Maya, and I'm here with Megan Victoria.
2: Yes,
1: yeah, so we are missing Cassie today, and uh, without them, we are missing quite a few brain cells. So, if this uh episode comes across dumber than usual, that's the reason why. So, full disclosure there,
2: yes.
1: however, um, as you all know, the trade line trade deadline was yesterday by the time this episode comes out. So we will be discussing all the details. But before we dig into the moves that the Sabres miraculously did make, um, I just want to set the scene a little bit. So since our last recording, which was during the Anaheim game on February 9th, uh, the Sabres have went 5-2-0. That's including the loss to Anaheim. And that's a pretty good Pretty good run. Uh, It includes wins over Toronto and Pittsburgh most recently. And unfortunately, one of those losses was a very winnable game against Ottawa, which really all got us down. But they came back through with Pittsburgh. So not so bad. So that was what the Sabres went into the deadline with. Um, They had back to back wins against Pittsburgh and Winnipeg. And they've been on an overall upward trend since they came off the bye week. Uh, They came out a little slow, but have been steadily increasing, as if you follow Mike on Twitter, you can see that with his many charts. Um, So yeah, I guess with that being said, we will dig into the trade deadline. So this isn't... This didn't happen right at the trade deadline, but it is incredibly important. So Zach Bogosian, Band Day Bogosian, our favorite defenseman, um, was assigned to Rochester, decided to not report, in which the Sabres put him on waivers again, and then was, were able to terminate his contract, and just like that, we got rid of Bogosian and freed up $5 million. Who knew it could be that easy? Any thoughts, ladies? Clearly not
0: thought um, it really, you know, someone said on Twitter, I, I still think it's so funny that Bogosian got healthy scratched literally one time and went, Fine, I want to trade. And then when Botterell and Kruger were like, Okay, we're gonna start you then and we're gonna play you so you can showcase yourself to potential teams, Bogosian was like, All right, bet, and then played like the worst hockey of his career, like he was so bad. And then when he's like, and then obviously no one wants him because not only is he like, he's not horrible at hockey, but he was horrible when he was, like you know, on the trading block of, you know, quote unquote. And then, so not only was he playing bad hockey, but he also has a very long history of being hurt. So I don't know what he expected.
1: Yeah. And it was out there that the Sabres were willing to retain up to 50% of his salary as well. Um, which I know isn't still isn't like an incredible deal, but it was something. So it wasn't like we were trying to move him in his $5 billion cap. know. Yeah. Um, Only but... him in his $2.5 million cap. Yeah. So um, since then, he has signed again in a good old Tampa Bay for $1.3 <laughs> Interesting.
3: Interesting.
1: This really is Dalton Smith,
0: but
2: more expensive. Megan? Like, I really... Sorry, go. know that he followed you.
0: He re- That's what I thought. I was like, oh my god. Like, my impact. Stay down there.
2: Don't bring him back.
0: Um, okay, I'll work on it. I do feel like I have to say, though, that even though I've given Bogosian a lot of shit on this uh, podcast and twitter.com.hell, um, I, I feel like it is important to note that Bogosian r- really did a lot for the Buffalo community. Um, he raised a lot of money with his Bogo Bunch foundation, and I do want to, you know, I think I think he's a good person, and I think he's, you know, a great guy off the ice. On the ice, well, um, my mother always said never say mean things. Or if you have nothing nice okay. to say, don't say it at all. So i would just keep my mouth shut there.
3: Who's very, very good off the ice. Just not a very good hockey player at times.
1: And I mean, like, our defense situation, like, can't we can't afford to keep around, like, mediocre defensemen anymore. And, like, we finally kind of gotten down to, you know, six, like, pretty good defensemen. We still have... The pole pilot situation, but that's not a conversation for right now. But, I mean, we got rid of Scandella. We got rid of Bogosian. What can you do? We did not sign another defenseman at the deadline. Well, no,
0: we didn't. We um, we traded, I'm pretty sure, a fifth rounder for a defenseman from Dallas. But I don't – it's like his name is Juice, but it's like – No, that wasn't us. That wasn't us. That was someone else. Oh, it was our pick. But we – Okay.
1: <laughs> okay, I got it. I got yeah, it. Yeah, I saw that on Cat Friendly. It's not us. Uh yeah. The Panthers acquired him.
0: It was our pick. Yeah. But, okay. but we did okay. no longer
1: own the pick.
0: Okay. Understood. See, this we we're all so stupid
1: without Casting. This is really <laughs> It confused
3: me at first too.
1: Alright, okay. So speaking of things that the Sabres did do on trade Deadline, the first news that broke was that the Sabres acquired Wayne Simmons from New Jersey. For our fifth round, twenty twenty one draft pick, and New Jersey will retain fifty percent of his salary. I believe his salary was five million, so half of Bogosian's salary. Yes, so he has a two point five million cap pick for us right now. And um, he- so this is a very lukewarm trade, as far as I could tell. I mean, it's, it
0: seems to be low risk, high reward type of thing. Yeah maybe
1: i mean there's definitely room for improvement there um
0: i think part of it was um i hate to be that person it's like a team needs physicality and grit because like as per the first episode of our podcast that's a load of crack a crack of shit especially in the modern game but i think it is important to have guys on the team who are willing to drop the gloves and who have a you know Because, uh, you know, it's not a big part of the game, but it is still important to defend your teammates, you know? Yeah,
1: and I mean, like, and if they say if, it's a big if, but if the Sabres do make playoffs, like, the truth is, playoffs are a whole different animal, and he is considered, he is a veteran presence on this team, this team is very young, most of them haven't played, like, meaningful games this late in their career, like, ever, which is crazy, Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's important. By all accounts, he's a really good voice in the locker room. I mean, same could be said for Bogosian, but, I mean, he's not a detriment in the locker room, at least. Yeah. And he's I not like
0: Kane or something, so...
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I think Sabre's Twitter is less angry now, since that wasn't the only move. If that were the only move that happened at the deadline, I think we may be having a different conversation right now, mm-hmm. but mean, as it stands, it's it's fine. We didn't lose much. And like Megan said, there could be a high reward. He could just be a rental. He's a UFA at the end of the season, so like he doesn't have to come back. And if he doesn't come back, we didn't lose much. The fifth round pick. And he could take number
2: 71.
1: Yes, he sure <laughs> can. Before we transition to that, even though that was the perfect transition. Sorry, oh, Danny. Oh, 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 <laughs> I just want to add someone else. Someone else on Twitter did point out that the Sabres are going out west on their western road again coming up. And the western teams are more physical, which could also be important to add some grit. So, as much as we hate saying that, some grit to the lineup. Grit. <sighs> grit. I really,
2: because Bogosian was a player who would want to drop the gloves, but he kept getting hurt too damn much, so he couldn't.
0: <laughs> Bogosian would get hurt dropping the gloves. Like, he would, like, throw his hands down and, like, his shoulder would dislocate.
2: Like, <laughs> okay, no and much. the thing is, like, I don't... That's offensive to my shoulder.
1: I don't know that, like, he really was... I mean, he was a physical presence in the game, but I feel like, I mean, McCabe was usually the one doing, like, all the fighting, at least from what I remember. Yeah, um. I don't
0: think Pogosian really started anything. He he would more jump in to, like, existing scrums, which is fine, but he never...
2: like He still did
0: that. yeah.
3: Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Honestly I'm willing to try anything at this point. Just throw stuff on the wall and see if it's
1: yeah. I mean, at the very least he might edge Frelik out of the con or out of the lineup, which I'm perfectly fine with. I mean Frilique has been absolutely invisible um most That's of these fair. games. That's we fair. haven't I mean we haven't really talked much about that trade as it happened, but I mean
0: he was supposed to be like a based on what Cassie said and my general understanding is he was more of a acquisition for a shitty penalty kill yeah. and proceeded to do like nothing
1: Yeah, our so... penalty kill is second worst in the league right now so safe to say I don't think it's improved. <laughs> no. At all which is a problem He also fumbled the absolutely beautiful breakout pass that Darlene gave him in the last game. I don't know he if you guys saw it or not but it was like Darlene was like between the circles and the Sabre zone and Thrill league was like on the blue line of the opposing team who were playing, Winnipeg and he fumbled it. Anyway, next trade that happened that Sabre Server was noticeably more happy about was we acquired Dominique Cahoon from Pittsburgh for Sherry and Evan Rodriguez. So Erod's gone, Sherry is back in Pittsburgh. Good for and him, wait, I guess.
2: Tw- um, 71. There you go. I did it.
3: I just, I woke up to a text from my friend who's a Pens fan that all it said was, my baby boy is back.
2: I hated so. that, probably would have also said the same thing if the Sabres had re-signed Commonville.
1: <laughs> That's valid, though. Yeah. I mean, like, you were you were heading that train for a very long time, and rightfully so slow.
2: What you mean? Train's still going.
1: Well, no, well, now it's not going to happen for playoffs, or the rest of the season, at least. I'm sorry. All right, but Cahun, don't know if I'm saying his name right. I don't know. That's what it looks like. He's Czech or something. Yes. So he's Czech, but he played for the German national team, which I don't get. But if someone figures that out, let me know. So he is a – he can play both wings. He is listed as a center. However, um, as I found out – After I tweeted out that he was a center, he has not actually played center that much in the National Hockey League. He's basically a center the same way Sam Reinhardt is a center, which is not at all. But he's 24. He fits into, like, our core, that age group. He has 27 points. Um, 10 of those are goals in the last 50 games. I don't know if this is, like, a sad fact, but those 27 points would put him fourth in points and forwards on the Sabres. Um, that's after Michael with 77, Reinhardt with 50, and Olsen with 40, and then he would be after that. Um, we also and- have Daleen with 37, and Risto with 31. So, Honestly, I mean...
2: I did not think Risto had that many points. I'm going to be <laughs> all right now. Yeah, that's valid. Yeah. That's-, that's some news to me, Maya. I really thought he had, like, 10. <laughs>
1: All right, well, I mean, I, I did not draw out how many of those are on the power play, but <clears throat> that could be why. He is getting more power play time.
3: Um, I think someone did point out that a lot of that time has come with Malkin, just as, like, a caveat, so we'll see.
1: I heard the opposite, that, like, I don't know. I Honestly, I-
3: <laughs> who knows? We'll just have to wait and see.
1: I mean as That's far as the acquisition yeah. As far as like the acquisition goes, I think again this is kind of like a lot of upside. Um I mean Sherry I don't think he was ever gonna find his place here with the Sabres. And like obviously Rodriguez wanted out, so it's fine. Did
2: y'all see Joe's tweets? Did somebody send that in the group where Joe said that um Erod was like
1: Oh like super excited to go to Pittsburgh?
2: Yeah. I mean, fine. Oh. At, least,
1: at least he picked up his play. Like, after he was like, I want to trade, he went actually went out and was like, here's my trade value. And, like, Bogotian here is like, my trade value is you put me out to the curb for nothing. <laughs> Bogotian trade,
2: exactly. but I don't want to do anything about it. Exactly. Bogotian was like, here's my trade value, and then lit himself on fire in a dumpster. <laughs> That's literally he what stopped. happened. He said, here's my trade value, and then they acknowledged it, sent him down to the AHL, and then he was like, no. He said, here's my trade value, and then tried to rappel off the
0: ceiling like uh, Sabretooth used to do, but the rope broke, and then he injured himself again. Why
2: did I not know about that? What? That He propelled off the ceiling, and the rope broke? No! No! <laughs> no. no metaphorical rope! Oh, no actual rope has ever snapped. Imagine if that happened! <laughs> I, well I that was a thing. Oh my god, no! No! <laughs> <laughs> Just always yeah,
1: play. Okay. Damn. All right. Um. um otherwise, so, other um, notes yeah. on Cahoon. Um.
2: So. Oh, okay, you go. Oh, you,
1: go yes. Okay, but,
0: um, Kevin earlier, uh, tweeted, "Who let Dom Cahoon stay at this level for thirty games?" And he tweeted stats from when he was in Mannheim, uh, ERCU sixteen, um, in from 08 to 2011. And in each season, he got, respectively, uh, 21 goals in 24 games, 56—this is just goals, by the way. This is in total points—56 goals in 27 games, and then 69, nice, (laughs) goals in 30 games. And his total points were, in 2008, uh, 69, nice, uh, 126, and then 206. He got 206 points in 30 games. (laughs) And he literally he got about two point five goals per
2: game that year. Is this Jason Pominville in the Bar League? Literally, Jason Pominville couldn't. Okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a damn minute. All
1: right, but some just like general notes. I mean, I said I n- noted before. I mean, he's young. He fits into the core. I think he has a lot of upside. Um, as the Charging Buffalo pointed out, I think he has a lot of development still ahead of him. Um, he hasn't been in the league all that long. This will be his last year on his entry level contract and he'll be a UFA this upcoming season. And just another thing to note, I think the athletic Pittsburgh made the comment that Dominic Cahoon's like the best player in the deal, as in like, they would rather have like Cahoon over Sherry over, or Erod, but you might not want him over both and Erod, which I thought was an interesting comment. Um, so it's kind of just, like, he's better than either of them alone, but perhaps not them together. But obviously them together were, was not working for the Sabres. So I'm curious to see where this one goes. Um, also, Pens fans were not overly happy with this. So always a good sign. Mm-hmm.
2: I'll take it. Anything oh, you you know? depends on are not
0: happy. Key. But if we're speaking of fans not being happy with things, um, that just reminded me of a comment. I think Cassie pointed out in the group chat when Bogosian signed with Tampa, and they were like, "We signed Zach Bogosian to like whatever." Someone was like, "On purpose."
1: <laughs> yeah, that no, was the funniest comment on that. And there were a lot of funny ones.
2: My favorite thing is that everybody already hates him because he's taking the number twenty-four, and I guess that's like a huge. I don't. I don't know about Tampa, but like, I guess that number is like. A huge deal, and like people want it to be retired.
1: And so people
2: That Bogosian like, took number twenty-four, so I'm I'm here for it. I'm here to see people angry.
3: All right. Not Tampa specifically, but honestly, I just think that a lot of teams retire way too many numbers. They do. <laughs>
2: oh, oh yeah. Oh, what are they? Get, what if they run out of numbers?
0: Sure. Oh, it's because it was um. Oh no! Wait, hold on. Okay,
2: I think I fucked it up. Never mind. Okay, but my fear is realistic though. What if they just straight up run out of numbers? Like they could. What if. What if they re- decide to retire so many that they don't have enough variety, so they have to like unretire numbers?
1: Mm-hmm. I think that's unlikely.
2: The uh,
0: Montreal Canadiens beg to differ. They have, <laughs> who has, they have, wait, who has the most so retired
1: numbers? Someone look it up.
0: Um. It is the Canadians. They have uh, 15. Jesus. Um, yeah, they have 15
1: retired numbers. And that's it. All right. <laughs> Super dope. Yeah. You know, I don't understand why the Sabres have Jim Horton's number retired. Like, I know he played for us, but really? Because he's dying. Yeah. I mean, has
0: this organiz- the last good thing this organization ever did, low-key, was drafting Taro Tsuchimoto. And
1: I stayed <laughs> by that. True. That is true. That was the last everything fun thing this organization then, ever did.
0: Everything since then, mediocre or worse.
1: Yes. All right. Um, one last note on Cahoon before we move on. He also played with Yoki Haru in Chicago, which I thought was a fun fact. Ooh. So we're oh, reuniting them. Yoki's so cute. All right. And then there was supposedly a third trade in the works, but it did not get through before the deadline passed. Um, as per Chad, it was, the Sabres are trying to get Josh Anderson, but that fell through, so didn't happen. Um, so I guess just thoughts on the deadline, guys? Um, I have this. None.
0: This is a little later in the um, outline, but Chad also said that um, they did try to get Trochik from Carolina, uh, and according to him, he said from
1: from uh, from Florida.
0: Oh, right. Sorry, he went to Carolina from Florida. Um, and the Sabers, according to Chad, the Sabers were in on him until like the very end, but they didn't. Their offer was clearly not chosen. So it's not that Botterill didn't try, but the f- obviously trades are a two-way street, and the Panthers decided that ours looked bleak and
1: depressing and went for the sunnier and streets I mean, of Carolina. Like- Why would you trade within division, too? Like, I feel like you can't overlook that. I mean, Florida is still very much in the hunt, even more than us. So, like, why would you give more firepower to the team that's, like, trying to chase you down? Like, I feel like you absolutely cannot overlook that, especially in this situation. Like, I get why people are disappointed that it didn't happen. I mean, especially even, I mean, even if Carolina's, like, return was actually lower than what the Sabres offered, like, I feel like... They felt like they couldn't take that risk, and so they traded him, like, not just out of division, but, like, out of conference, too, which is a really big deal, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Too valid. Um, some other things from um, mm-hmm. Botterell's presser. Uh, Joe <laughs> tweeted. Oh, yeah, how that, was that? Um, I did not watch because I value my time, but uh, <laughs> Joe Yurvin said that Botterell wasn't interested in breaking up the team. Um, and then Joe Yeun said, I know Twitter will hate that, to which I say he's correct. Um, and Botterell admits that they'll have cap overs penalty next season because of bonuses for the ne-
1: young defenseman. So we love to hear it. I mean, I guess overall, like I'm not, I think the Sabres improved this, ch- this trade deadline, but oh, I- that's all it was. I think it was improvement. It wasn't the giant step, like get a 2C that like, everyone was driving for. I mean, I don't hate what they did. I think this offseason, they do need to adjust the 2C situation. Um, but I think they're better. And I tweeted this out yesterday that I, wanted, I didn't want them to sit back. I wanted them to try to pursue playoffs. And I do think that what they did at this trade deadline does fit that. I mean, the team's a little better. I haven't said grit this much, but they added grit. Um, should they make that step? And they added another young prospect, not prospect, but another young player that isn't fully proven for two player for a player that didn't want to be here. And another that just hasn't, wasn't proven within the team. So, I mean, I don't think it's bad. It could have been way worse. I
2: just don't, my thing is, I don't want to say anything until like they start playing
1: with the team. That's true. It's a good point.
2: Like, I, I don't want to like get my hopes up if, if that's even a chance, but like, I don't want
1: to let on like am just Wait, Megan, what did you do? There's
0: a lot of background noise now. So, sorry, I had to switch to my headphones because I have to go um, downstairs and okay, go gotcha, to work. But I'm going to mute myself when I'm not talking.
1: Okay, so I mean, I guess that kind of covers the Sabres trade deadline, if no one else has any other comments on that. Um, So yeah, I think what Danny said was good. Like, we can't really judge what this team is until they play. So yeah, I guess we'll see that on Wednesday when they play whatever team they're playing. The Avalanche. So
2: Wednesday, I had no idea.
1: Yeah, they don't play until Wednesday. Hey, you know, um... Ottawa and Columbus play tonight, and, like, Ottawa's, the players they trade for, like, weren't even going to be at the game to start, but they were still expecting them in the lineup. How is that even allowed? Oh, yeah, they said they were
3: going to, like, delay the start of the game.
1: Yeah, or, and, like, they didn't make it, like, they were gonna, just going to start, like, with a shortened bench, and then, like, whatever the players got there, they were just going to go. <laughs> like, is, there... is that allowed? Like, genuinely, is that allowed? Is this allowed? <laughs> What if you just like,
2: called up a player from your farm team and then they like, got stuck in traffic? So you're like, oh shit, gotta start without
1: them. Like, it doesn't sound like that's such an Ottawa thing, too. Like, I mean, I know we haven't joked about, like, the Ottawa being a train wreck anymore, but, like, that's such an Ottawa thing to do. Mm-hmm. Well, of course. Well. All right, I guess, and- shall we move on to other moves that happened?
2: Yours.
1: So, oh. Carolina was a very busy team today. Um. Not sure if other people agree, but I think they made the biggest oh, yeah. splash. So they acquired, as we've covered, they required Vincent Trocek from Florida for Eric Hall and a forward, I think, Lucas Walmark, and two AHL prospects. And then they um, obtained Sammy Battenen, who's a defenseman from New Jersey. New Jersey retained 50% of that salary and then a couple more prospects and a conditional fourth-round pick. And they also acquired Brady Shea from the New York Rangers for a conditional first-round pick. And the condition on that first round is that it's just the later first-round pick that Carolina owns, whether it's theirs or Toronto's, which they also have. So (laughs) they added two very good forwards, uh, defensemen to supplement their injured defense situation there. But interestingly enough, no goalies. If you recall, and we're going to talk about this later, but <laughs> both of their goalies are injured right now. So yeah, they did don't... a
3: double call-up of their AHL one. Yeah. So So I don't know flat. what they're
1: planning. <laughs> Unless it, one of them's short-term, I don't know. But we'll get to that. But yeah, I think Carolina's maybe the most improved team after the trade deadline, um, at least from my point of view. Sounds like they're going for it, even though they're very injured. Mm -hmm. don't know if that makes sense but a team is more injured than we are it's their karma for 06 like their entire top 4D is injured good Good. (laughs) alright so let's move on to the 3 way trade that happened Um, we talked about this in the intro a little bit but Chicago, Toronto and Vegas were all involved in a 3 way trade which ultimately got Chicago, Malcolm Subin, and some other guy I don't know Slava Demon. And then Toronto gets a 5th round 2020 pick, and also retains 50% of Robin Leonard's salary. And Vegas gets Robin okay. Leonard, and also the signing rights to some prospect that I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce. So, Toronto is retaining 50% of Leonard's salary, huh?
2: Why is he so fucking excited
1: to go to Vegas?
3: Okay, question. Answer Where you. is Toronto getting this money from?
1: apparently they have cap space even though their power play costs like 50 million dollars and can't score against a zamboni driver could not be us all right we'll we'll, we'll rant, rant about toronto later but
2: i don't know i don't know what
1: they're doing wgr like retweeted that um something about toronto getting the fifth round pick and like and it was quote tweeted, and it was like, Toronto's retaining 50% of Leonard's salary. And that was before I knew it was a three way trade. And I was like, is this a joke? Like, how are they retaining some of his salary?
2: How much is his
1: salary? Five million, I think. So it's it's significant.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Hold on, let me double check.
2: This could be us, but we
1: ain't playing. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, Leonard makes five million. So Toronto's um, retaining 25 So Somehow.
0: Zach Bogosian <laughs> couldn't. Oh, no, he
1: did Yeah, we have zero dollars on Zach Bogosian's contract.
2: That's a sexy, uh... Sexy. He just... He, he just wanted to... Guys. He said fuck this team. And we let him.
0: Well... I think, um, a concern a lot of... Sorry to keep talking about the Bogosian trade. But a lot of... A concern people seem to be having is like, Oh, but the savers are, like, not treating their vets good, like, or at least that was a concern someone brought to me, they're, treating their vets like crap, and I'm like, because their vets are playing like crap, like, like, you don't get to play shitty, and then suddenly it's all okay, because you play in the NHL for 10 years, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, there's two ways you can treat that, like, you can, you know, be... Zach Bogosian and, you know, complain the minute you're scratched, or, you know, Kyle O'Pozo completely reinvented his game. And I know we don't like to talk about Kyle O'Pozo because he makes $6 million. But the truth is, he's, like, turned himself into a useful player after a very serious, like, life-threatening injury. And I know I've talked about this on here before. But, like, I mean, O'Pozo is a very good example of, you know, a vet, like, reforming his game and being useful. And also, like just straight up he just straight up like
3: refused to report to Rochester like I get it you don't want to be in the AHL after all this time but like you don't have to like cause like throw a little temper tantrum like a baby
0: it's like all of us do shit we don't like for our jobs but you know it's like I don't know I just it frustrates me
1: and, I mean, it gives me a lot of respect for Colin Miller because, I mean, he was being benched for Bogosian. And Miller's so much better. And Miller has not complained once, even though he's been scratched so many times.
0: And now he's playing great. As we all expected, but they were so busy trying to play Bogosian for the zero people who wanted him that, you know, they kept benching
1: him. Yeah, it's crazy. All right. It really do be like that. It really do. Alright, just some other, I mean, there are obviously more trades than this, but I tried to collect the main ones that I saw. Obviously, Peugeot to the New York Islanders, Um, that was for a uh, lottery protected first, second 2020, and a conditional third, Um, and then the Islanders extended Peugeot, six years, five billion, average annual value. Um, Don't know how I feel about that. I don't Which know
0: they either. traded for him and then extended him six
1: years. Immediately.
0: I, I'm i assuming that was probably part of the trade agreement. Like, I won't uh, go unless they, like, give me an extension, but um, that is a lot to bank on a player who's never played for you before.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know that much about Peugeot. I know his name was being thrown around Saber's Twitter for us a little bit, but other than that, can't tell you. All right, um, other moves. Oh, God. Andres, after Ath- Ath- Athene um, Athena Sioux.
0: Ath- Athena Sue. I think.
1: Athene Sue, Or, or Athene All right, something. well, y'all know. <laughs> and then Ryan, some AHL player, uh, went to Edmonton from Detroit for some other stuff. I mean, y'all know how to recap friendly. <laughs> What's the other noted? Patrick Marleau oh, to Tyler-
0: Pittsburgh. Tyler Ennis to Edmonton.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Kreider, we signed in New York. And this didn't happen at the deadline, but it was pretty, um, pretty noted, uh, Ilya Kovacek went to the Capitals from Montreal for a third round. And honestly, the winner of the trade deadline was Johnny Gaudreau, who trolled absolutely everyone. What a legend. If you didn't see, he left practice, he left the ice during practice because he, quote, had two P, but honestly, what an icon. I tweeted this out, but, like, I would have totally done that if I was a player. Just the joy yeah. that would bring me, just knowing, like, Twitter is having a meltdown. Mm. Yeah, that that's a
0: power move, honestly. And I love it. And like, I, I love players who have personality like that, and they kind of fuck around with the media, who take the game, like, way too seriously.
1: Yeah, it was great. And I don't think that's the first time he's done it, either. So, honestly, like, legendary. You go, Johnny Goodrow. shit. Oh, look, he
2: dropped his crown. <laughs> Where do you drop this?
1: All right, shall we move on from the trade deadline then? I think that's everything of note that really happened, in my opinion.
0: Yeah,
1: I might as well. All right, let's talk about the Leafs, who ah! lost 6-3 to a 42-year-old Zamboni driver who works for them. <sighs> the joy. I'm sure.
0: Someone... I'm sorry. No, no, yeah. go ahead. I saw someone on Tumblr, um, reblog a post about it, and it was kind of like a quick informational post someone made, and they were like, to cap off this embarrassing story, and they said some, like, anecdote about it that was embarrassing, and, um, the person reblogged it, and they were like, I don't understand how this is embarrassing, like, go him, and I'm like, I know you you don't mean that in, like, an ignorant way, sorry, I don't know why I'm so out of breath, um, Mm -hmm. but, um, it's just, like, imagine, imagine just losing to, to, like, they scored on the first two shots they took on him, and then he stopped the rest.
1: Like, what a legend! I mean, yeah. And, like, Toronto's, like, their offense is supposed to be elite. It gets called elite. I mean, <laughs> correctly or not, they pay four forwards $40 million to do this. Half of their cap is in four players. Yep. I mean, like, you, I think you do have to give credit to Carolina for, you know, defending well as well, um, even without their top defensemen.
0: Yeah, I think a good part of it is that like Carolina didn't even allow like a shot on goal for like a pretty good, decent like a pretty decent
2: part of the like third period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, so, yeah. hearing you talk about it be forced to stand. Hearing you talk about the Leafs and how they have cap space or like for whatever you just said, I forty think. million. Yes, I'm also playing Mario. <sighs> but. Like how how do Leafs fans look at that like that news and think that the Leafs are better
1: than? I mean, how can you look at like? I mean, we can circle back to the game that like we just played against them. Like, I have never seen a defense so bad. Mm. It's so bad. It really is.
2: Because
1: I mean, like. I think it was Joe Yurden who tweeted it out, but, like, he pointed out that, like, when the Leafs get, like, kind of boxed in their zone, they kind of shrink back to, you know, defend the house, but they don't challenge anyone. So, in the Sabres, the way they play, they pass around the perimeter, so he likened it to a staring contest, which is true, and then the Sabres were just, you know, pass the puck around the perimeter, and then you know, find the lane they wanted, and then score, all because the Leafs don't, like, they don't challenge anyone.
2: That ain't my problem. Really? Honestly, I just look at the Leafs and look at how bad they're suffering, and, like, I have no sympathy. Oh, me either. Like, I don't
1: feel bad. And then they lost to us, and then they went and got shut out by Pittsburgh, right? No, not shut out. But they lost pretty bad to Pittsburgh the next day. Yeah, 5-1, to one, maybe? 5-2. Something like that. And then, like, it was a home-and-home home against Pittsburgh, so then the game after that, they sh- they did shut out Pittsburgh. But then the game after that, they go and do this against David Ayres, who's the um, Zamboni driver, obviously. <laughs> like, and that was their last game before the trade deadline. Like, how do you handle that?
2: Like clowns.
1: <laughs> yeah, wait, the didn't make any moves.
2: They right, clown capital of Canada.
1: They didn't make any moves. Oh, no, they made an NHL deal, so that doesn't count.
2: And
0: they also took, uh, they were, like, a two-second stop for Robin Leonard so they could retain half his salary.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wait. I totally didn't realize that Toronto didn't make any moves in note. Interesting. Uh, uh-huh. So they think they can win with that defense.
0: Like, like they gave any money they could uh, use for this uh, to Robin Leonard.
1: Who isn't even playing for them. Literally. I mean, I would think the opposite would have been better if Vegas retained the salary and then the Leafs got Leonard. That would make sense. I mean, this is the NHL, nothing <sighs> really makes sense. I mean, I also understand if Leonard didn't want to go to Toronto, just because, yeah. I mean, he's always, he's been very vocal about, like, how much he didn't like Buffalo Media, and as bad as Buffalo Media is, which I concur, Toronto media is worse. Oh, Buffalo Media
0: sucks. Lee we Well, you. by Buffalo Media, I mean Mike Harrington, specifically. I yeah. said okay. my friend, I was like, Mike Harrington is like a Toronto Media with one person.
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, he has been making some good points lately. Um, uh,
2: Reed St.
1: Yeah. Okay, but anyway, um, back to the Leafs and David Ayres. If you haven't watched Steve Dangle's Leafs fan react from that game, you should. It's a glory kinda, six minutes long. I, I
2: kind of want to buy one of those shirtsies.
1: Hey, I mean your money goes to a good cause.
2: He gets royalties, and it goes to a kidney state. What more could you ask for?
1: Yeah, you know, as much.
2: It's it's a mockery against the Leafs, like. Can for
1: anything else? I mean as much as like we don't like Carolina because of 06 like you can't deny that they are absolutely killing it with just like oh, fan service is... they're fun I mean their team is good that helps but I mean, Carolina
0: and Colorado really know how to do fan service like I haven't seen a single thing from them in like the last year or two that like has just been like out of taste or like bad
1: I mean um, like because the thing Carolina. is like it's it's difficult in you know Carolina. it's not a traditional hockey market like people don't inherently already care so you have to make them care and they did that like it would be so easy you know to give fan service to sabers fans because like we already want to care like so much and the fact that the pagulas <laughs> are making us not care is pretty impressive
2: the pagulas gave us one thing and then they were like oh that that's enough that's fine gonna hold them over like, anyway,
1: you
0: know, you know what I think it is? is I know Colorado especially does this. Um, they allow their players to show their personalities. Um, Like, I don't know how much Carolina does it. I assume they do it pretty decently. But, like, I remember when he was in Colorado, Tyson Berry was, like, fucking hilarious. And then he immediately wanted to, he went to Toronto mm. and
1: immediately became yeah, like,
0: an robot. Which, like, obviously, because they're kind of two different markets, like, Toronto is Toronto. Um, they're, they, you know, the expectations for. Like, I think Colorado kind of realizes that, like, especially with the way Colorado is, there's, like, a culture based on the little I know about it, but it's a lot more, like, laid back and carefree, whereas, like, Toronto is, like, a metropolitan, like, hub, like, one of, one of if not the biggest city in Canada. So, like, they're going to expect a more professional, like, put-together team, especially with their history. Right. But it's still just, it was such, a like, a shock to see Tyson Berry in, like, Toronto, and he was just, like, void. Lifeless. Yeah, he was just like, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Um, I'm excited to put pucks on that, eh? <laughs> and we were all like, where the hell did oh. the Tyson Berry who wore like nice short shorts and La LaCroix went? Yeah.
1: There we was go? that, he gave that quote a few months, few weeks or months ago. It was something it was when Toronto was like doing like really bad. like They were out of playoffs, a playoff spot and stuff. And he was talking about, it wasn't like, it wasn't a I lost the love for the game kind of sport, but it was like, Something that he never would have said in Colorado. And, like, remember, he played on that Colorado team that did absolutely terrible, that got, like, 50 points in a season. And, like, I think people were pointing out, like, he never sounded, like, that dejected, like, in Colorado, which I think is interesting. I mean, was this before
0: Babcock was fired or after?
1: It might have been before.
0: Yeah, cause I I remember hearing that. I honestly think Babcock was, like, a huge part of it. Because Babcock yeah. is Babcock, and we all know how that went. Um, so... I think, because, like, Bad Pack wasn't letting him play the way he needed to. Like, he was expecting Barry to be a player he wasn't,
2: which, Mm -hmm.
0: you know, when you're forced to do, to, like, play a certain way that doesn't fit your playing style, it's, like, obviously you're not going to like it as much. You
1: know, speaking of, like, forcing defensemen to play a different style, like, I'm still curious to see, like, what happened to Dahlin? Because, I mean, I feel like it was pretty clear that at the beginning of the season he wasn't playing, like, as he was before, and I guess we'll never really know if that was, like, a coaching thing or, like, if they are just trying to get him better at defense. But, like, he, then he was out with his concussion, and then he came back, and he was just, like, absolutely incredible. And I know part of it is, like, watching the game from a different point of view, but at the same time, like, are, I don't know, are they just, like, not coaching him as much? I, I don't really want, I don't know, I'm not really looking for an answer, it's just commentary, but I just think it's interesting.
2: Oh. Somebody whoever gave him the concussion just knocked some sense into it.
1: <laughs> Literally, he hit
0: he hit the ice in Tampa Bay and was like, Oh. Thanks, Chernack. I, mean, I guess we owe you one.
2: <laughs> I mean, you suck and I hate you, but like, thanks. Also, I know we moved on from fan service, but can we talk about the Carolina warm-up jerseys with the Charlotte the Charlotte yeah. They were beautiful, and I don't, I don't know if it's just the fact that I like love the Charlotte Hornets colors, which I have no idea why, because I really don't give a shit about basketball. But like those jerseys, French Chef's Kiss—I almost said French Kiss—that <laughs> would have been wrong.
0: Makes out with the Hurricane Eye.
2: <laughs>
0: no, but like teal and purple are like a like teal black and purple elite. Like, that's true. Shit, right there. But the thing about it too is like. I'm surprised Sabres haven't done something like that, especially with the whole one-buffalo shtick, you know? Yeah, like, with the Bills, I mean, the
1: Pagulas own both teams. It couldn't get any easier.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, as we know that, um... I mean, they made winter classic Bills jerseys. You have the design. Okay, um we'll have to dip up sure. first up
2: Um, The execution could have been better.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't love those jerseys, but, I mean, like, the idea has clearly been tossed around, so... I don't know.
2: Plus, um... I know it's not like the same, but like the, uh, the Kings did the Kobe warm up jerseys. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like more of a tribute. Yeah. But like, I mean, it makes sense. It, we, it's like the like we could have fun. It proves that we can have fun. We have the space and the ability to have fun. It's just we don't. Yeah. But huh. anyway, I really love those jerseys. Thank you. That's all.
1: No, they were really beautiful for good Ooh. reason. All right, I'm back. What did I miss? Um, We're about to move on to talking about how the Red Wings got eliminated from playoffs in game 63, which is the earliest elimination since the Senators in 95-96. At least we never broke that record. I I looked the other day, and the Red Wings have 34 points. (laughs) 34. Even the tanking Sabres were not that bad.
2: Wow. Wow. And what? That's bad. That's real bad. How did they get so bad?
1: They decided to tank, I guess.
2: They
0: didn't, no, this, isn't, this isn't tanking. This is nuking. This is bad. Like, looking at the point projections from Micah, the other lowest is LA at 70. Detroit is all the way down at 52 expected points. Yeah, I, This
1: the, okay, we can talk about this chart now because I think it's funny. The, obviously, it's from Micah. Um, you can look at it. It's the point projections for all the different divisions. But I just think it's hilarious, like, how spread out the Atlantic is. Like, we have Boston at the top. Their projected points are 112. They're at 90 points right now, which is h- top in the league. And we also have the worst team in the league. Not us, for once.
0: Didn't know they knew how to do that.
1: And then, I mean, like, you look at look at the Metro and, like, what a how close they are in the Central, too. And then just how shitty the Pacific is. The Pacific is so weak this year. They really are. Mm-hmm. I think I talked about in, like, one of the earliest episodes um, just how I thought, like, the Atlantic wasn't doing that well, but I guess we just had a very slow start.
0: We really did. Hmm. Wait, did you
1: guys talk about Scandella? We did not. So, okay. yeah. So, Scandella got flipped from Montreal to St. Louis for a second and a conditional fourth round pick. And if you recall, Botterill traded Scandella for a fourth round pick. So, that went over as well as you can imagine.
0: Yeah, Saber's Twitter was a dumpster fire for a day and a half.
1: Yeah, I guess it, the question, oh wait, you go. I mean, I was just gonna say, like, I think it would have been less of a dumpster fire if Farley could, like, turned out to be really good on the penalty kill, but he didn't, so.
0: Yeah. What yeah. I, I guess the question I'm posing is, uh, do you think that today's trade, trade deadline moves uh, saved
1: Botterill's
2: job? or we'll just have to see I don't think we can answer that question yeah I don't think we can
1: either I mean I think it's better than if he'd you know just traded Risto away for like some prospects and picks because I mean these are players that can play on the team now which is Mm -hmm. a good improvement I think but the fact that he didn't make that like big move or wasn't able to make the big move for like Trocek is concerning but I mean I guess if they did Mm -hmm. try like We'll never really know that information, but...
0: I just want to know what our offer was to Carolina. Like, what we were willing to give up that kept us in contention for so long.
1: Yeah. I mean... Like, I'm... I'm
0: assuming Risto was definitely a part of it. Like, that's the only thing I'm certain of which Risto was definitely a part of that deal, but...
1: Yeah, or Risto was in the Josh Anderson deal. I'm, I'm curious Ooh, about that one, too. Probably. Yeah, because the rumors after the... um. The Cahun trade was that like they were trying to deal Risto. Mm-hmm.
0: I saw a tweet that apparently Risto like likes to be here, um, or like he wants to play here. But like again, what else is he supposed to say other? Like he can't. Yeah, he's, can't like, 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 he's not
1: Bogojin. He's not gonna be like I want to leave. Yeah, I don't know. I guess in Bodro's um posted like um presser. He, I mean, he's always kind of spoken about Risto as like part of the core. That, I mean, that's not a new yeah. thing.
0: Yeah, I don't think Botterill's going to trade Risto unless, or Risto or whatever, Risto, unless he can get, like, something stellar. Yeah, I I feel like the
1: return has to be a top-six forward, like, a tried-and-true top-six forward has to be part
0: of it. Because, like, Risto, I don't think, I really don't think he's going anywhere for, at least until, like, he's going to be a pending UFA.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's not the worst thing. I don't mind how he's playing now. And I think he's good for Yoki Haru to have on the team, so. Yeah. All right, some other stuff that happened since we last recorded. Olsen returned from injury on night, and it was glorious. They did a really good job with night, and not just because they won, but I felt like that was definitely, like, really powerful. And I think, Megan, you pointed out it was probably because a lot of the Sabres media team were, like, kids during that era, so yeah, a lot. Like, you could tell,
0: like, this was... Like I could tell, there was a difference from like the nineties to the two thousands and I think, like I said, the reason is um because the media team is probably was probably kids growing like t- like our age that back then you know or a little younger. And you could tell there was just a lot more like nostalgia to it, like yeah. especially the beginning part where they played the first like ten seconds of the Better Days commercial. Oh my like, god! That, right then, I was like, oh, this has been made with love like this is a Krabby Patty that Spongebob hooked up because this is some good shit right here
1: yeah I mean yeah kudos to them they did a really good job at that I felt um, and it helps that they won too so
0: I mean and there were no misspellings on the jerseys and they, so gave, them, was...
1: they gave them authentic uh, 50s didn't know they had any left <laughs> um okay so
2: <laughs> recycled it. what was that Jason Pomichael could have just recycled his. They already had one for opening night for him.
1: Oh, they did. That's right. Oop. Mm. He
2: wore that sea god yeah. All did right.
1: I- um, yeah, so since his return, Olsen has five points in six games. That's three goals to assist. He is pointless in the last two, though, which is interesting.
2: I'm also pointless.
1: <laughs> no, you're not. Um. And then in other exciting news, Skinner also ended his 22-game goal drought the other night. Good I really
0: got you know, I'd actually like to see um, Skinner and Cahoon on a line.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's still so nice a scene. We don't have a second center. I mean, unless we're putting Johansson back at center, which I guess we kind of are.
0: Well, Skinner, Johansson, Cahoon. Who says no? <laughs> I
1: don't
3: think Mine anyone can well. say no. Why not?
0: The answer is Kruger, because uh, when was the last time last time the sabers like properly shuffled
1: lines when was that never i mean when they were coming out of the bye week i feel like they tried i mean i feel like the only time they were shuffling lines was when olsen was out also
0: can he never do that again please that was not a fun six weeks
1: (laughs) yeah that was that that was a very depressing six weeks indeed
2: okay i have to go to work
1: um okay bye danny do
2: i have any last word we're almost done so
1: sorry jason palmville um, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. Bye. Bye, Danny. Yeah. Bye, Danny. Okay, and other news Darlene is second in NHL points by a teenage defenseman. He passed Ray Bork the other night. Now is 81 points and is second to Housley, who is 132. Yeah, I don't so, think anyone's going to beat that record for a long time. Ever. Yeah. I mean, it's impressive enough that Darlene's doing this like in 2020. Yeah, not, like, yeah. the 80s. Exactly. Which mean,
0: which just goes to show how good he is, and Dallas fans who think that Miro Heiskinen is better than him and deserve the Calder nomination over him when the real criminal in this is Jordan fucking Bennington can kiss my whole asshole um,
1: because you're wrong. Okay, speaking of the Calder, I know Olsen should not be eligible, but he is. So, Part of me kind of hopes that, you know, he wins it so the Sabres can cause yet another rule change in the NHL. Because that'll be fun. I can't
0: believe our impact. Like, I th- I honestly think the Sabres are, like, the original NHL influencers. Because, like, who else was doing it like us? And everyone tried to copy us, and the NHL was like, fuck you, that doesn't make for good hockey. To which I say, you don't make for good hockey. And that's All right.
1: that. All right, here's how the Sabres can cause two different rule changes this year. <laughs>
0: here's One. how Bernie can still win. <laughs>
1: Here is how, okay, well one, the, if the Sabres make playoffs, it'll only be because the playoff system is extremely fucked up, because right now we are six points behind third in the Atlantic, but we are eight points behind the wild card spot, so it's more likely for us to be third in the Atlantic and make playoffs than it is for us to make the wildcard, and we will not be top 16 in the league, which is ridiculous. So well, there's the first one. Oh my way. god,
0: will it be fun.
1: It'll be so fun. Two, I already said uh, Olsen was the Calder and people start complaining because we're the Sabres and then they finally lower the age limit like they should have.
0: Yeah, they really should have lowered that like when Bennington was nominated,
3: but... Or back whenever that Panarin. guy who had play, yeah, oh, yeah. played... Yeah. When Panarin like, won it
1: over McDavid like and Michael. four years
3: in the pro leagues in Russia, right?
1: That was pretty bad. Panarin was 25 when he won, won the Calder. Yeah. And he had played in a pro league. Yeah. Alright, so I guess the last thing on our list is Jonas Johansson got his first NHL win the other night against Winnipeg. It's good for him. And I mean the he's Sabres very cute. he like, is. I've never
0: noticed before, but like he has very like kissable cheeks. Like I just want to like kiss his cheeks.
1: You know, he's the same draft as Olsen. And that's Not the, too old. you know, that's the origin of Swedish calling mafia, you know? Yeah. Him and Allmark.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. We're standing.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm uh, glad
0: he was able to get a win. He deserved yeah.
1: it. And I just want to point out that Sabres played very well defensively in front of him. The Jets didn't have a shot on goal for, like, the last nine minutes of the third period or something, which is pretty insane.
0: Yeah. Usually it's the Sabres doing that, so it's nice to see us on the uh, other end of that for a change.
1: But yeah, I mean, here's hoping the Sabres continue to trend upwards. And here's hoping they beat the Leafs the rest of the year, because
0: that was the most fun I've had on Sabres Twitter in, like, months. Wait, are we
1: done playing? We're done playing the Leafs. Are we? Yeah. Are we? Yeah, I think the only division game we have left is Florida. Really? Yeah. That's really odd scheduling. That Remember when we really played odd. all four games against the Leafs in March? Ah, so, that was so bad. See, I would kill for that now. I remember we were excited for it that year because we were like, oh, maybe we'll both be in the for playoffs and the Sabres absolutely died. They really, they really did. Okay, so um,
0: we also play the Canadians on the 12th and then Florida on the 19th of March. And those are the last two in the Atlantic division.
3: And yeah, we play the Bruins the day after the Habs game.
0: I really forgot the Bruins were in our division. You're right. Okay, so I, don't, I was position. lied to. I was
1: absolutely lied to. Someone told me that the Florida game was the only one left. Wait, right. how
0: did we split
1: the Leafs series in half? Right, I think it's half. Yes, and then
3: we play and then we play the Habs again after the Panthers.
1: All right. Well, don't listen to me. to me. never told me that. Yes, I was absolutely lied to. It was probably the instigators. But yes, we are done playing the Leafs.
0: <laughs> oh, listen, even series split, which is nice from a nice change from last year, where we got completely swept.
1: Uh, we got swept for like the first time since like nineteen seventy five. That was embarrassing. All right. Uh, any last thoughts? Um. I just want to give a
3: shout out to Tom, and I also want to say, just while I can, the Leafs have never won a Stanley—not Cup. Not a real one. T. That's all I want to say.
0: The Leafs have not won a playoff series since two thousand four, which is before the shootout era, and therefore does not count. And that's and the Leafs have not won a cup since uh, before the Sabers entered the league. I believe it was nineteen. It was either nineteen sixty five or nineteen sixty nine.
3: Sixty seven, I think.
0: Okay, ignore me. Uh, either um, way. It it's been, been, been
3: longer bad. since Toronto won a playoff series than Buffalo. Which is not good. No.
1: And, it's not and good Buffalo play. has never lost to their own Zamboni driver, so or any Zamboni driver in fact.
0: That really I don't think the Sabres have ever lost to an emergency backup goalie. Um which good for them. Based yeah. on the way they played in the past, that would seem like a very hard thing to do for them.
1: All right, is that all? Um, Yes. Before we go, just a big thank you to Cat Friendly for your service throughout the throughout the season, (laughs) and especially today on the trade deadline. It can't be easy keeping track of all of that, making sure everything you put up is correct. So, big thank you to Cat Cat Friendly.
0: friendly. You are braver than any U.S. Marine, and I stand by that.
1: If I were richer, I would give you money. But um, I guess that's all for us today. Hopefully, you enjoyed this episode. And we weren't lacking too many brain cells with Cassie's absence. And we will talk to you in a few weeks, hopefully. And hopefully the Sabres will be well in contention so And they won't go on a huge downward spiral.
0: And now they're going to. Thank you, Maya. <laughs> the
1: Sabres heard that and they're like, oh, game plan?
3: Let's be real here, they would have done that anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I doubt I have that much influence,
3: unfortunately.
1: All right. I guess that's all for us now, so talk to you soon. Bye!